0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Lancelot's Roundtable. We are back at it for season two. We've come a long way from an idea that started a long time ago when I first thought about doing a podcast and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And the idea for the name popped into my mind, and uh, months went by and conversations went by, and then we finally, I finally decided to look for equipment, bought equipment, and we got started. I was super nervous uh, when we started season one. And we just kind of went through it, and here we are getting ready to start Season 2. Season 2. Kim's here. Hey, guys. So uh, we just wanted to take some time before uh, the, the season completely fully launches with guests and everything just to kind of do a quick recap on Season uh, 1 and talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing for Season 2 to get everybody kind of ready, ready for the start of Season 2. Ready. So are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Are you ready?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So let's talk about just some of those initial memories that we have. Um, So when I think about just the initial learnings and everything, I just kind of go back to what I was originally talking about just now, which is the, just the getting started. So the idea, what do you remember about when I started having the idea? What did you think when I first brought it up?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember you sort of walking around mentioning things here and there, like I really want to do a podcast. I think podcasts are amazing. I really like the dynamics of a podcast, the way you can really get into something in a conversational way. But uh, it's just such an approachable, valuable thing. So
0: that's what I remember. Yeah. I think one of the main things was trying to figure out the equipment because my initial thoughts was that the equipment was going to be really expensive and there's all different kinds of equipment. There's people that just start off on their iPhone. Mm -hmm. And I, because of the podcast that I watch on YouTube, like, the Joe Rogan experience, and pretty much any other podcast that you watch on YouTube. I wanted to have microphones. It's the visual thing and me wanting to have the right stuff and the perfect stuff. And I know,
1: the tech envy can be pretty harsh.
0: It's pretty harsh. Uh, any kind of envy, right, can be pretty yes, harsh, but true. the envy that I was definitely experiencing then was the tech envy, uh, and then I, I've honestly already looked at different microphones and stuff just for different tech things, mostly like video games or whatever, but Microphones can just be generally really, really, really expensive. So I stumbled across some fifty dollar mics on Amazon, and that was really like the cue. Knowing that we could mm-hmm. record to the MacBook through GarageBand, just getting a couple of microphones was really the start. Yeah. We had our friends that were already doing their YouTube channel and doing their artistic outlets, and they mm-hmm. were really like, "Don't, don't go for the perfect thing. Don't look for it until you have all your T's crossed and I's dotted. Yeah. Instead, just start something. Just start putting out content." Yeah, do you remember
1: what they said? They said, if you wait until it's perfect, you'll never start. So just start now. Which
0: is, that's a good point. I mean, everybody starts somewhere, but it's usually not in the the greatest place where they really want to be, but you do need to get started. So, I mean, that really just speaks to me, the memories of just realizing that whenever you do start something, you do just run into problems to solve. Any type of thing that you just try to start out, especially for the first time, or just pick something back up, it's really a matter of, you're going to run into just problems and you got to figure out how to solve it. So you need to be able to record. What are you going to record to? Do you have enough space to record to something? And why don't you tell people, because you designed the website, you designed the website before we launched. Yes. I wanted to do an Instagram page, but you Mm -hmm. want to do an Instagram page, but you really like took off with that side of thing, that creative side of things. So how did you get that started?
1: Yeah. So I have a training and a background in branding and copywriting So I used some of the skills I already had to create sort of a a voice for you and then sort of like branding colors and text and things like that just, you know, similarly so we could just go. And I knew that there would be a moment where we could sort of rebrand in some sense once we had more of like a foundation of what it was going to be and how, you know, how it would evolve and all that, so...
0: Well, we can get into more of that later, but let's talk about some of the initial problems that we ran into. Did you feel like you ran into any problems?
1: Gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think for starting out, you, you tend to get overwhelmed, you know, so that's a problem, right? Because you get overwhelmed with, oh, I have to do all of this and I want to include this and I want to do this well, but I can't necessarily do all of it well. I have to sort of pick.
0: And we were doing other things. Right. We weren't just doing...
1: You mean like children and stuff or
0: life. Yeah. Children, work, Mm -hmm. raising raising kids. So it was a thing that we knew was gonna take time and it was gonna go on top of everything else that we were committed to do. And then by so by default, we're picking to do something in the economics world. If you if you pick one thing, you're picking to not do no to another thing. Yeah, you're saying no to, to something else. So I can remember when we finally got ready. I had a couple guests, two or three guests lined up that had agreed to come on Mm -hmm. and, uh, which you know, throw me a bone, come on to this podcast. It's not necessarily any kind of established thing. Like, that's putting yourself out there. So, big thanks to especially those initial guests that we had that agreed to come on, which we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Uh, But, like, we had uh, the first guest that we had lined up. He came over. I had my brand new mics. I basically bought my first mic because we bought everything with cash. We didn't put anything on, that was important in credit cr- to you and to me. Any kind of debt, yeah. We're we've been a few years now trying to just not be people in debt. So yeah. we wanted if we were going to do this, we weren't going to make some massive investment and we weren't going to put it put ourselves into debt by doing it. So yeah. the first thing I got was just an initial microphone just to do sound checks to see if it would even work.
1: It was in our budget.
0: Figured out how to record a GarageBand because I didn't know how to do that. You helped me a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. And then once we finally, not finally, but shortly after that, we had enough money to get the second one. So the second one came in and then we scheduled the first guy to come in and I wanted to talk about hunting. I wanted to talk about outdoors stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, just generally outside kind of things. So I actually had two people lined up to come in and talk about the same type of a thing. But the most silly thing that happened because we didn't, we didn't know what we we're doing. So we start up the recording, the guys here, our
1: first episode, very
0: first episode. We, I mean, you had an idea of how you're going to be scheduling things or posting things. Mm-hmm. We had, i had actually talked with Phil outside and he had the really good idea about doing show notes and everything. And I mentioned that to you. Yes, And so you had your ideas pop in, which we can talk about that, how you thought to set up. On that side, and kind of post production, because you were involved on the te- th- those kind of yep. pieces on the post production. But as we started the episode, I don't even think we were five minutes in, and I accidentally bumped my microphone. And your
1: fifty dollar microphone, my fifty dollar <laughs> microphone. I, I don't even know
0: if I, I don't even know if I bumped the microphone. I mean, if I bumped a wire, grazed
1: it. Like no, I mean it even... was a, it was
0: a decent thunk, but nothing yeah. that I thought would be terrible. So we literally recorded the rest of the episode for like an hour and a half, Yes. and I went to edit it probably two weeks, probably not even that long. I think I went to edit it right away, and as soon as that bump happened, there was this
1: horrible feedback, and
0: it it went the whole entire episode, and I tried doing different research. There was this noise gate function on GarageBand for all you GarageBand junkies and Sound people, I don't know anything about sound. So, yeah, we're just learning. We I literally just was learning everything from scratch. So I don't know how to record. I don't know anything about microphones. I don't know anything. So I'm just trying to figure out how to get a voice recorded to GarageBand in a way that I can edit it. So I was doing research on how to maybe try to edit it out and figure out a way to work around. It just wasn't usable. Anytime I had to bring my volume up to hear the question that I was asking or hear what I was saying to the other person, that buzz was there and it was awful. And I was so I was so demoralized. Because I think I even then, I, then I went to test the microphone and it was still like kind of buzzing. But if I moved around a cord enough, then it wouldn't buzz.
1: Yeah. Uh, you worked so I hard was, to try and fix that episode. Uh, too. Yeah, I was
0: really nervous. I think I even tried to re- return that microphone. And,
1: oh, that's right. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. I didn't try to return I didn't return it in time. That's the issue. Because I finally like moved around the cord and then it kind of worked because the next guest was coming the very next week. Yep. So I, I didn't really have time. I don't even think I necessarily had the money that I wanted to spend on a new microphone. So, next guy came on, and the microphone worked mm-hmm. for that episode. We mm-hmm. didn't have any issues, and nobody I think,
1: touched it. Is
0: that when we decided how you were going to be monitoring it? Yeah, so
1: that's when we knew someone needs to be able to hear what it will sound like the whole time.
0: So, so yeah, so to put this in perspective, the the setup was so basic we we didn't have individual headphones for people. Yeah. But that's when we thought to have you wear headphones listening to what was getting output through yep. garage band. So then it
1: was my job to sort of understand and know the different tech of what can I do? What do I need to fix? When volumes aren't whatever. So Which that's that's that still a learning your, curve for me too. Yeah, that was
0: part of your initial learning curve just in getting the recording down. So tell people, yeah. well, let's not get into that yet. Let's wait uh, just a second there, but Um, so we finally got it figured out. Yes. As a a little bit after that, we could not keep that mic working. It would not keep working. Found out Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm quite confident that it was missing a very key piece at the base. Yep. And so the guts of it, I think just weren't secure. And I think something just happened inside the mic that couldn't get fixed. I had bought protection, uh, for it on Amazon Mm -hmm. and I filed a claim and shockingly they pointed me to either Amazon or I think they pointed me to Amazon and then Amazon obviously like didn't do anything. Yeah. So it would have had to have been a thing where I returned the microphone. Maybe I did return it eventually cause I don't think it sounds anymore, but that was frustrating. So we got another microphone and then if you remember this, one, I finally was able to get a third microphone. I I got it. I was getting the same brand of headphone and then, or a microphone. And then when that got here, and I plugged it in, so it's three different. They're all three oh, mic- yes. USBs. Mm-hmm. So we have three USBs plugged into GarageBand, and two of those microphones had the same name in.
1: Yeah. So you in, couldn't plug in the them me- in at the same time?
0: Well, I could plug them at the same time, but it only reads the first one that you plug in or it re- only reads one of the two. I don't remember if it's the second one that overrides the first. It doesn't yeah, matter, but so you can only use one. At
1: the same time.
0: So then I had to start buying different brands. So that's one of the main reasons that for the first season we only had two microphones because we were doing all those initial recordings pretty quickly. And then finally towards the end of the season, as everybody listened to, you know, uh, season, season, the last episode of the season, we had our first two guests that we were all mic'd and we had some funny moments there.
1: That's right.
0: So that happened during the very last episode where I went on and on about potatoes. Yeah, and maybe move on from, from me potatoes, move on from potatoes, Because that was our
1: first episode with two guests and, and we were very excited very about exciting. it. So I was not mic'd for that episode. So and there's been a couple of different episodes where I do different things. Sometimes I'll text you something. Sometimes I'll like write, write note, it on a notepad it. and like slide it to you. So, but that was, yeah, that was a, a text moment and it was pretty And awesome. it happened. And I obviously pretty could have awesome. it
0: out, but organic stuff like that is really fun. It was great. To experience. And then as you just listened, you just heard a soundbite from the previous season. Yes. So we're going to get new. into, we're going to get into some of the new things that are upcoming for this season and season two. But before I get there let's talk about, um, editing. So talking about the post-production, so I'm going to go into editing and then you can talk about your steps for post-production before we launch an episode and kind of the stuff that we do there. So I, at the end of the day, kids are in bed, I'm sitting in our room usually by myself with a laptop and that's when I'm editing. So Mm -hmm. I go, I would go back and I would listen, I would find all the audio issues that's obviously how I found the first audio problem. Yep. I would find you know, parts where I stutter or I say or the guest says um too many mm. times. We all do that. I think I've said yeah. um already quite a few times. Classic. I'm going to work on that. Eventually, I will conquer the um monster. One day. But I'm not there yet, and that's okay because everything's We're a journey. We're all in
1: process, right? We're all in
0: process, that's right. So I that would be my thing. I would go and I would listen to the entire episode. I would cut out things, a doorbell ringing or a neighbor coming to ask our kids to play. I would cut that out mm-hmm. or anything else that I wanted to cut out. I would change volumes. So we didn't have the ability. Nobody that was talking had the ability to hear what they sounded like when we were talking in terms of volume. Uh, the wind just slammed our door.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go shut the door.
0: Um, that's totally fine. It's fall, guys. It's fall, and there's the wind blowing. It's quite amazing and awesome. Our kids are out playing with the neighbor kids, and uh, so we're just enjoying it. But just one of those moments, I guess the door wasn't completely shut. And I could probably move on. I could probably from move potatoes, on. From potatoes, babe? I could probably move on from potatoes. So the editing process, that would be taking a lot of time. I really enjoyed it. If if, a, if a, well, This is what I was getting at. if a, If a person... Like move themselves away from the microphone. And yeah, they would lose you try that to like edit the, Talking, we the wouldn't one. know what it sounded like unless you would catch it. But usually, you'd be focused on ten different things at the same time, so you yeah. might not catch it. Right. And I would have no way to know it. Uh, we also would have a couple people that would like play around with the mic, mm-hmm. and I would always be like, "These are very sensitive mics. Don't touch it." I'd get nervous.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. And but we didn't have any more issues like that one microphone problem. Right. So then why don't you talk about your post-production stuff, like what you learned and what you got into?
1: Yeah, so I'm a big researcher. I love research. When I get ready to do something new, I dig really, really deep into research and how to do things well at the outset, as much as possible when you're starting something that you have to start or you never will. So uh, I went into what... Helps an episode be successful, and one of those big things was the show notes. So I tell really, people what
0: show notes are.
1: Yeah, the show notes are what is online uh, for an episode. It's basically the text of what's in an episode. Uh, some
0: is it the full transcript of the episode?
1: No, some. Well, some podcasts do that. They they'll put in the full transcript. Yeah. I noticed the pattern for if like you're doing a solo, like if it's just you, the full transcript is more common uh but if it's you know more than one person a lot of times there's just bullet points of you know the main stuff and then there's links to like go see and listen to the episode and listen to those bits stuff like that
0: yep so where do people find our show notes
1: they can find our show notes on lancelotsroundtable.com and it's just click on the blog I thought
0: they were in the podcast section.
1: Well, they are. uh, They're both.
0: Oh, they're in both. So you can go to the blog and the... So basically, the idea of the show notes is you get timestamps, right, and Mm -hmm. topics. So Kim would go through... Well, tell them what you would do. You'd go through and you'd listen.
1: Yeah. So I would go through and I would listen to an episode and... This
0: is after I've cut it and I'm good to go.
1: Yeah. And then I would write out, uh, yeah, just a general topic of, you know, what's happening at like minute five or minute 23 or whatever. And... uh, yeah, just kind of like what's going on in that minute and you know, moving forward. The other thing I I do like to do put in the show notes is find one or two really good quotes that mm-hmm. come out of the episode and pop those on there.
0: And sometimes yeah. you'll not you'll quote us, but other times you quote other people.
1: Yeah, sometimes the we'll have a guest on who will mention an author or an artist or somebody and we'll put a a quote from like for Michaels we put in a Lord of the Rings quote for that Yep. Episode Wait, um, was it a Lord
0: of the Rings quote or just a Tolkien quote? I guess it doesn't matter.
1: Yes. Well, isn't that both? Tolkien is Lord of well, the could Rings. It could have just
0: been something Tolkien said That's on true. his own, not That's related true. to Lord it of the was, Rings.
1: It Tolkien but was Tolkien was the the quotey.
0: Uh but I, I just I just remember that yeah, you put that in there. But then also how when people talk about different things, we put down you put down the links in there.
1: We do the links. Yep. So everything the companies or people or books that we mention in the show, we'll always put links in the show notes. So which don't I really have to look appreciate. around. They can just go to our site and click on it.
0: I really appreciate because in my journey over the last several years of learning things, if I'm listening to somebody and they're blowing my mind with different things, because boy, people just will say something as being true, and it's not. Like if you actually go and start digging and looking through stuff, you find out that they're not telling you the whole truth only talking, or only talking about their selective part of the truth. And I also have been getting sick of that over the last several years. Mm-hmm. So I would get into habits of somebody mentions something, a study or an article or something. I would write it down with the author of a book and I would write it down with the author and my intent would always be to go and find that source and read it for myself to see if I have the same conclusion that person is telling me that I should have about it or if I if I get the same opinion from what I'm reading as they get. And that's honestly helped me quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So I like the fact that we have links because it might not even be something that serious it could just be like here's this place where I found this thing that I bought and you have it there so that's pretty sweet yeah so anything else that you just want to talk about in terms of your learning with the website or social media in general like do you want to talk about Uh, your, your putting together the Instagram account because I don't process, do that. I don't yeah. I don't post on Lancelot's round table on Instagram. That's not me. That's all Kim.
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: Colors, I just, posts. I mean, I have some feedback sometimes yeah. on the caption maybe or what yeah. I want to post or I'll give you like a picture of like, I really like this picture because it makes me think about this thing. But you're really the one who's yeah. behind crafting and the hashtags. You are behind all of the hashtags. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes I'll ask you like, hey, do you have an idea for, you know, how to expand this caption or this idea or whatever, um, and usually you'll have something good. But it was it was a good process for me. Usually, the Instagram page. So, one of my favorite things for Instagramming well is planning. Mm-hmm. So I will physically handwrite out the posts that I think would be good to make for a given week. How they'll relate to each other, no redundancy, things like that. Nerd out on the research. That's how I did it. YouTube and Google and...
0: Just all the searchables. All the searchables. You didn't go to the library and look at any index cards?
1: I did not. Did
0: you look at any microfiche?
1: Did not look at any microfiche, no. Do you know
0: what microfiche is? No,
1: what is microfiche?
0: Microfiche is, I think I'm saying this right, but microfiche I think is the stuff that you would go put in those machines way back in old library days that would have like archives of old newspapers. And you like go
1: through the thing. Yeah, you like
0: move it around and it goes around the page and goes around other pages. I never had to do that for anything, but I always remember those and being like, wow, somebody has to come here and go through old newspapers. All right, let's talk about guests. Okay. Let's go through and let's talk about our guests. So
1: I love our guests.
0: Yeah, our guests were amazing. A lot, Honestly, we didn't, so we had 12 people come to get on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I asked more than those people and just some of them didn't work out, but I'm trying to remember if I even got a no. I did get one no, but it was more about I don't think I really had. The guy, the guy, I was like, do you want to come in and talk about this? And he's like, oh, I don't really do that anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, so sorry for the interesting cut right there. But yes, we were basically like 11 episodes. And then we had, or I think I had the idea. For the 12th that I wanted to have Michael back on with Liz specifically to talk about gardening, which was fantastic because we touched on it in the very first episode. So kind of having both of them on brought it kind of back full circle. and We yeah. were able to talk a little bit more in depth about gardening, um, which was great. So let's talk about the guests. So obviously episode one was with Michael Signoracci, where we talked about hunting and getting outside and learning and working. And that one was a funny episode because we just talked about how he got started in hunting because he didn't hunt before he was an adult with a family. So hearing how he started doing that and kind of hearing how his process, I got really inspired. So what did I do?
1: You researched, right?
0: Yeah. But I'm like, Going, getting into hunting. Oh, yeah, really you have research.
1: like a legit bow. I have a bow and now, we're and to we have a
0: plan. Again, we're not going into gear. depth for this stuff, but yeah. we're slowly collecting the gear. We've had other things that have come up, obviously, that take more of a priority. Yeah. So um, I haven't gone hunting yet, and I don't think I'm going to be able to make it this season because we're already into the fall. But
1: yeah, hopefully, next. Year.
0: Obviously, the idea is that we are going to hunt our neighbor does hunt and he gave us mm. some deer meat. Oh, they man. gave us some deer meat and so that was a really I good made experience. But the
1: best venison roast this week. Last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this
0: last week. Yeah, it was, it was really good.
1: Fantastic.
0: Okay, so yep, we just had another interesting cut. So um thank you for bearing with us. Yes, the venison uh the venison roast was really, really good. Yeah. and, and a fun experience. So looking forward to one day once I'm all set up and I've got all my equipment to, to go and do a uh, do a do a hunt proper. Uh, okay, so anyway, so that that was really Michael's episode. There was a lot more in there, so if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it for sure.
1: Yeah, go check out the show notes.
0: And then number two, uh, episode number two was with Aaron Sturgill, where we got to talk about his musical process. Yeah, I've known Aaron as you if you've listened to the episode. I've known Aaron l- a lot my whole life. We've you know, gone and done other things and then met back up in different times and, yeah. and everything. Yeah, how old were
1: you when you guys started being friends?
0: Oh, we were like kids. Yeah. Maybe nine or something like that when we were going to each other's birthday parties and whatnot <laughs> uh, and doing overnighters. But yeah, so learning about how he writes music, I learned a lot of things I just didn't even know. Because he and I have never sat down and like had a long conversation about writing music specifically, at least with those things where I had specific questions that I wanted to ask. So yeah. That was really fun conversation, and then you know he teaches kids or taught kids how to how to play. So I was really interested in kind of understanding the best in his mind the best ways for people to kind of start getting their kids into music. And the one thing that he said that really surprised one of the one of the few things that he surprised me with was it's he does recommend that kids get started with some kind of a classical instrument right in order to understand music. So I thought that was interesting, and then hearing about how he writes RPG. Games and yeah. sells them amazing as like a kind of a side hobby type gig uh, that was interesting. I'd never heard anybody talk about doing anything like that I mean I knew, I knew he'd do it, I knew he was really gifted in doing that type of a thing, but yeah, it was really interesting learning about his process right and then number three was a really fun one, having Charles Harger on to talk about his time in the Marine Corps. That's
1: right. There were so many
0: things that I wanted <coughs> excuse me, there were so many things that I wanted to talk to him about in relationship to the The marines because i've always been fascinated by military if you listen to the episode you heard me talk about this but i'm really interested in our military over the, in, a, in our military history as a country but the marines have like a, obviously a very fascinating you know backstory and everything so learning about that and then I wanted to ask him a lot more about his time in the military, but really all we got into, I shouldn't say all we got into, but what we got into, we didn't have time for more, was his time basically transforming from a civilian into a Marine in going to boot camp. And just hearing his stories is about kind of like how you'd imagine what it would be like for, what is it, the 90 days, I think, or however long that they go through their boot camp, and that's just to become base-level Marine. Mm -hmm. And so hearing his stories about... The really difficult things that he went through to get there was really fascinating. So
1: the Chow line mishaps and whatnot.
0: Yes, the Chow line mishap that was a really interesting part. And then number four, episode number four, was having Patrick Skelton, who has written his own book and published his own book. Yeah, was really interesting because I always liked writing, but I never had any gumption like to actually write a full book. I thought I did at one point, as you would know if you listen to the episode, but I never did. So finding out that this guy decided that he wanted to write a novel and like took, took the time from that point, I want to write a novel, to I wrote this novel and it's published and you can buy it on Amazon. So that was really fascinating. Yeah. He's a very niche arder or yeah, author, what is it? dystopian. Indie dystopian,
1: Indie dystopian,
0: indie dystopian yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So that he likes that kind of thing. He also really loves mysteries and everything, which you can definitely yeah. And he's a big get. Orwell fan. Mm-hmm. Orwell, 1984, big fan. So the pr- it was good. really interesting to hear the creative write, you know, and also the fact that that's like his creative la- outlet. So yeah. he does his nine to five, his job that he, he, kind of that, but then needing to have that kind of separate outlet to engage that different part mm-hmm. of yourself. I accidentally hit the soundboard right then. You did. I did. It's okay. We move right on. But the the creative outlet that he had in and has, still has because he still writes yep. um, was really cool to to learn yeah. about.
1: Now that I do love on the show notes we there's a some resources on there from patrick specifically so if you are thinking about writing thinking about just getting you know something self-published on amazon check out that that show notes page um there's the critique circle um different plot structure templates stuff like that so that's if you're thinking of writing that's a good place to start
0: yep that's a good point Episode number five was with Maggie Ryan. Number five. I don't have her bio in front of me, but I remember she had quite the bio. Oh, my goodness, yes. And uh, she's a professional counselor among many, many, many other things. But when I asked her to come on, I really was thinking, because we were in in the midst of COVID, then we were kind of past, like, I think the most intense parts, but we were still, you know, into COVID. And I really kind of wanted to try to understand... And I'm still really fascinated and trying to want to understand and learn more about the the psychological impact that COVID has on people and is having on people. And really, the the conversation didn't really go in that vein as much as it just went in um, kind of self-awareness and self-care. And that's when we started talking about, uh, we got into a little bit of my aviation past and talking about that, which was, for me, it was actually kind of nice to To talk through some of that. In order to figure out what's off and what needs to be corrected, I feel like you have to kind of be ready to stare into a bit of a scary abyss. So that was one of the sound bites from that episode. Scary abyss. And I was just talking as I was thinking, as you do on a long form podcast. But that particular, I mean, you can hear it when you go back and listen to it, that she she really connected with that statement. Yeah, I mean, she abyss. like
1: takes a second. I like, did what? too.
0: I mean, it definitely wasn't like something i had thought about, yeah. it, that terminology. And then I've had a couple of guys that I know that have listened to the podcast that have texted me when they've heard that part and been like, oh, I, I relate to that kind of a concept. So, yeah, yeah, like looking back into your past and looking back at the hard things that you've walked through, you don't want to do it. Like, that's not your. I've never wanted to do it. And I actually disdain doing it. And the reason why is because when you really look at the hard stuff back there, it is, it, that's exactly what I, the way I just see it, just scaring into an abyss that you could just fall into. So that was a really yeah. interesting and hard conversation. But she talked
1: about, right? Like, the thing to do while in the midst of doing that is have self compassion. And right. that's how, what does she say? The, the self compassion. For the studies of those in the military, so before battle practicing self compassion can bring someone out with less
0: and PTSD after. correct so knowing how to do like good self compassion yeah. helps folks avoid the really yeah hard stuff of of uh, that comes with PTSD yeah, which makes sense so that one was an interesting one for me I did. No, I unexpectedly got to look backwards at some of the abysses that yeah. are in my past. The and
1: blessing of Maggie, just being in a room with her, you feel like you get yes. you get more healed just by talking to her. Yeah, definitely. But she, she, there's some really good resources on that page as well, and she gave us like some exercises to do, and her
0: website, and her as website a re, as a resource. Yeah,
1: for the kids, even now, we'll do like at dinner time, like, hey, let's go around. How's everybody feeling in this moment right now? To sort of practice that being present and and having self-compassion on your what whatever you're feeling right now.
0: Yep. So That's good. I love that. And then number six,
1: Darren Boykin. Ah, Darren. Uh, We love Darren.
0: Coach Flex is what he's going by now on Instagram. So I'm really excited to get him back. I still need to schedule him to come back because he's had a lot of stuff going on. He and I used to work together. We sat right next to each other in the same you know, collaborative workspace. And we always used to talk about kind of fitness stuff. Cause I was, you know, a dad who hadn't been in fitness in years. And when I would sit with him, he's, he just knows so much. He's such a wealth of information and knowledge yep. and like really good knowledge. So I would just talk to him about different things. He'd answer my questions. So when I got to have him on the podcast, I was really excited that he agreed to come on. He had been, uh, you know, his full-time job, we weren't working together anymore. He was Full-time coach, full-time fitness coach, and that was his uh, main gig, and that's what he'd been working, building his own business. So uh, I was just excited to hear how that was going, and just talk with him more, and just kind of let him go. And I still remember that big thing that he was talking about with nutrition, and when he talked about that, it just completely blew my mind because I had no idea that thing. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say what it was because I want you to go. Yeah, like, you listen guys go check
1: the, it out. It's so go good. Go listen to
0: the. Uh, episode but all i'm going to say it's about macro nutrition Mm -hmm. because i feel like nutrition is one of the bigger learning curves when it came to my fitness journey nutrition was what's a big one yeah Um,
1: i think everybody hits that
0: so uh yeah definitely go listen to that episode and then go follow him he's open to messages and everything like that but he can really help you in your fitness journey no matter where you are even if you don't you haven't started you're not sure what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's got great help. resources too. He has like workout playlists. He has workout ideas. Yep. He, if you'll if you work out on a Friday morning and tag him, he'll tag you right back.
0: Yep. Yep. Pretty awesome. That's good. So big shout out there, Darren. Um, can't wait to have you back on. Okay, so another little cut there. So uh yeah, Darren having Darren on was great. So number seven, episode Number seven was having Nicholas Shivo who was our original first guest. Yeah, Nick. He came on. We had a really great talk, conversation about hunting. Really cool conversation about his first hunt, their trip out west, and that one was the one that went bad. So it took me a while, took us a while to reschedule having him back on. But that was a fun. That was another fun conversation talking about their amazing trip out west, uh, fishing for trout. And then the big thing that was happening with him at the time that we got to talk through was his major transition from one career to the other in his 30s with three children, going from one very specific type of a career as a uh, as a pastor into a very different type of a career.
1: Not just a pastor, a worship pastor. A
0: worship pastor, and then going into a new career as yeah. a carpenter, which he obviously has the background. So that's a really fascinating one to go through, especially if you have children and you need to swap and switch careers and just working through that kind of a crazy uh process.
1: Yeah, he has some really good wisdom.
0: But it's it's that. so cool to hear how um how how great it's been cuz that happened after he had been into the transition and how much he just really enjoys his day-to-day job now. Not that he didn't like the other one or anything. Obviously you can hear that in what he talks about, but he really enjoyed uh he really enjoys his day-to-day, particularly the satisfaction that he gets working with his hands and everything that I always thought was really interesting. Yeah. And then number eight, number eight, Cal Militaru Oh, my gosh. Immigrating to the United States, which was the main topic, but then obviously hearing his stories about his family f- fleeing communism in yeah. Romania before they really shut shut down being able to leave, his family was able to get out, and just hearing what that perspective like was like from the eyes of a kid was really fascinating and then how his family um his dad was a successful some kind of a physicist and he worked with like nitrogen i don't remember the name i don't remember the, the topic of it And his mom was like a cartographer a map maker so
1: yeah his dad worked with isotopes isotopes and that's right his mom yeah was a map cartographer
0: yeah so like you know very Romania. successful people the dad realized that he couldn't that that opportunities were shrinking, resources were were starting to get limited in terms of like what you could even buy, being yep. in lines at things, that he wouldn't advance any further because he didn't want to join the Communist Party. And uh, if he did, then he could never get out, essentially. And he really wanted to get to America. Yeah. So he got his family out and they couldn't come right to America because of, what, I think he what he described, essentially like this m- m- big macro process where the United States wasn't just letting people in, based on their word, like the people needed to get vetted. So in order to get vetted, they spent like a year or something like that in Italy. Their family, the immediate family, at least spent a year in Italy. And then they finally got approval, and then they came over, and then he talked about his time in New York City, growing up in New York City, which is such fascinating stories. To hear him talk about. And then actually becoming a United States citizen. In which
1: 1984. Was
0: 1984, I didn't even remember. He said well, the
1: proudest moment of my life was becoming an American citizen.
0: Right which is a very, very, Makes me very want to cry. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing, an amazing story. And I knew that he had a really cool story, but I had no idea all of the details that we got to go through. Yeah. And then the, just the crazy stories that he heard about over time that his dad told him over time that his dad, when he was at work, they were, they were at a work party and then somebody that his dad worked with made a joke about somebody like the, the government essentially. And then the next day, He had completely disappeared, I think, and his family. And And nobody nobody ever
1: ever saw him or mentioned his name again.
0: Mentioned his name. Nobody even mentioned his name because mentioning the name could bring something down on your own head, which is absolutely surreal and scary.
1: So he talks about the privilege of being born in America is, like, unmatched.
0: Yeah, or being able to immigrate here and become an actual, like, full-on U.S. citizen that, um, you know... Has a level of uh, I guess thankfulness mm-hmm. for being here mm-hmm. and then uh, number nine was with Melody Marshall, and That's I so am going to issue something here because basically the the org- the nonprofit organization that they had before has been renamed I believe I reached out to her to see if she wanted to come on and like do any kind of corrections or anything like that or if she wanted to take that down and like restate anything didn't hear from her but uh, I think what it's called is my village. Ministries. I I just did a search, and I found them on Facebook. So they're still in uh, the city in Columbus, Ohio. It's My Village Ministries. You can connect with it on Facebook. I know that much. I'm sure that they have a website. I just don't know what it is. It might be on Facebook, and I just didn't see it.
1: And Melanie and her husband have been so awesome in going through this process of adoption. So they're adopting a little boy, and it's been sort of a crazy ride for them.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've been... They've been sort of in it, but it's, yeah, it's pretty cool to see her sort of build this newer village, uh, team that they're, they're doing and it's, it's a really good crew of people and stuff too. So and yeah, they, we'll, they do the same thing. So we'll the, put I- that link in the
0: team. amazing idea of, of that whole thing is that I found really interesting is, is, is the, is the idea of, of going upstream from the problem, which is how things are kind of currently addressed in the foster care system. Yep. Once things are really bad and the kid literally has no place to go, then they, then that's when the foster care system comes in place. So what their organization tries to do is go, as they call it, upstream to make it through whatever crisis they're happening. And then the, the whole idea is reunifying, reunifying the family together. Yeah, yeah, And that keeps the kid from ending up in the foster system where it's really kind of hard to get. I think, get the kid out. That's as oh, I understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. It was jaw-dropping for me, especially so when shocking. she said that if one family in every church, I think she yep. said in the country and or your state, if one family in every single church did this process.
1: Hosted a kid for a week, a weekend, a night. Whatever it might be. You can empty the foster care system. Yep. And the stats the here, they're system. on the site, so you can go check it out, but... 438,000 kids in the foster care system in the U.S.
0: Well, there is no site anymore, at least if there is a no, site No, sorry, on our, page, on our page. On our page. Yeah. So those are some of the stats So the, the
1: So 70% of these kids in the foster care system, they're preventable due to neglect and lack of support. So like you were saying, the example of a mom who, you know, say she gets sick, she has to call off a couple days. Then a kid gets sick, she has to call off a couple more days. She loses her job because no one could help. In that situation, and then all of a sudden, social services is called. This could be avoided. It's not that this is, you know, something that she wants to happen. Like she wants to keep her kid, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, that the, these situations are actually, unav- like, they're avoidable if there is support. Um, the other interesting thing that she mentions in the show, in the episode, which I loved, was that um, that the foster care idea. Was not a government idea. It was actually originated in the church, and the church.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: the church started the whole idea by coming alongside families, and you know the, the preacher or whatever would get up and say, hey, like, you know, so and so needs help taking care of their kid. The kid's gonna go home with this family for the week. Good to go. Deal. Everybody bring
0: meals. Everyone mobilized. bring yeah,
1: bring meals. Let's take care of them. Let's you know, uh, let's support. So the whole idea, yeah, came about from the church.
0: Yep that's yeah that's cool so yeah go back and listen to that episode it was really good um to hear about what they're doing and then episode 10 was with ben tennis who i was in flight school with during my time in at osu which was which was interesting a very interesting conversation which i'm glad he agreed to come on and talk about our time in flight school particularly after the conversation with maggie and just you know that kind of reminiscence but just Going through with him and just remembering just a lot of things that I'd even forgotten was really funny to go through and remember just what it was like to fly and the big things Then talking about the debt that we both accumulated and then getting (laughs) out of that debt and how that's been fun. But just really like being able to talk through the magic of flight was really, really fun and special for me. Yep. Uh, and then number 11, episode 11, was with Colin Phillips.
1: Yeah, Colin. Who uh,
0: was ag- so good. agreed to come on the show. Uh, he and I probably hadn't talked in uh, quite a few years, but I had been wanting to talk to a police officer. I I really appreciate police officers, what they do. They don't have an easy job by any stretch of the imagination. Especially right now. I've, I've known a few. Uh, obviously, as you can gather from the episode, but I just I wanted to just talk to a police officer and just hear what their day to day is like and how they got into it and everything. So I know I know him. He and I go you know really way back. So I was really happy that he agreed to come on and just talk about things. And so I loved that episode, just learning about policing and how he got into it and. The fact that after he got out of the military, he was working full time, and that's he knew that that's what he wanted to do. So he put himself through school while working full time, basically not sleeping. Uh, got you know the training that he needed to get, and then just his initial experiences as a police officer and needing to just learn the job. And I remember talking about because I, I asked him like what the learning curve was and how long it kind of took takes to become like pretty competent. I think he said it was like five years. Before you really mm-hmm. feel like you got your feet and you kind of know what you're doing, and then the other big thing that he was talking about, which I really wanted to ask him, and he answered it right away like how how accurate is a call when you get a call, and the dispatcher calls a police officer and the police ho- and they're like, "Hey, this call's happening, and here's where it is you need to go and Based on this code that's on the call, uh, you know that you're getting, and how accurate is that information? So when you are on your way to a situation where you know you're going to have to de-escalate something or you're going to encounter something, what do you get? And he said it's like like right away, he's like forty percent accurate. And then just the things that he you know he said about a police officer really needs to be able to think and think outside the box and can't be a robot. Mm -hmm. And um, the um, just the incredible effort that it takes to be a a good police officer and be be a police officer that cares and not to get jaded by what you see day in and day out and Mm -hmm. just kind of how he kind of described all of that the life of a police officer and then obviously the stuff that we got into at the end was really intense we were just talking about like being prepared making sure that you're prepared in your home for the worst kind of scenarios and then out. And then, then we talked a bit about the human trafficking problems that are going on and like yeah. how you can kind of keep your kids safe. So that was a very yep. was Just a very start talking intense, about it, yeah.
1: that's the first step, is to actually talk about it with your kids. Don't let, it be, don't let yourself be the last person to bring it up to them. Right. Yeah. And the other thing he said, which I wanted to point out too, is that police officers are humans too. Right. They're people. They're, yep. not, they're not robots. They're not going to act to a programmed way every time. And that's the benefit is that the humanity of a police officer has the ability to have compassion in a situation. Yep. We need that.
0: Yeah. And like along those lines, he talked about how every single department is run differently Yep, and the rules are different. Rules in the state can be different. Rules in the city can be different. Like there's just, it's not, it's not like every single police officer is trained the same way and they don't have the exact same rules. It's all Kind of different. But, yeah, the humanity of, of being an officer was um, very, very key. And then the final episode that we had was with uh, Michael and Liz Signorachi. So Michael came back, Yay. brought his wife, and we got to talk about gardening. That was so fun. Family gardening. So I was obviously, like, inspired enough. And this was, again, kind of leading up into spring. I don't remember how far into the season that we were in terms of gardening, but we did way more gardening this year. So and I would much say— more a bit of that as is a result to having them on and just kind of talking about the practical stuff of it so being able to just hear all of the different things that they said um so like i i i was able to borrow a tiller from a family friend and i probably doubled at least mm-hmm. the size of our of our current garlic beds that we have. And so we're going to have a new place to plant the garlic this year. We're going to add in some blackberries. We're going to be doing stuff in the spring. And then you- I added more raised raised beds closer to
1: the house. And then I added more plants, you know, some sweet potatoes and tomatoes and stuff, just closer to the house so we could have more garden space on the back
0: yeah so in between the seasons we had swiss chard out there which is like a lettuce leaf we had the basil plant that liz yeah. brought you as a oh gift gosh, thanks liz crazy that all thing, the neighbors were
1: like you have so much basil we had
0: so much basil we didn't remotely use all of it from that plant either yeah it was so and good. then you tried growing the broccolini which we had to that take was really good take some care of we didn't get a great we got a we got broccoli's, broccoli hard. From broccoli's it, just hard because it was hard to caterpillars
1: keep love it
0: yeah it's a it's a so. hot prize um and then we had raspberries coming in the spring we've had raspberries coming in now mm-hmm. it's starting we had our strawberries
1: really... in june we had our oh, cherries in june yeah yeah, yeah. It was a good year from the
0: cherry tree so yeah that was just fun having them come in and talk about it and just that you can again it's the idea of like if you want to start something well it's okay you can just start small
1: yeah and that's a beef of a resource page to that blog post for episode 12 um Liz has the the Clyde's garden planner on there. You can plan your whole garden and how to get the best harvest per month so you can harvest more than once right. in a season. Um, And the uh, M.I. Gardener on YouTube is on there.
0: Which I've actually seen a few. Yeah, you're super into that I've seen a few of his videos, which I found out about core gardening, and then I found out about, like, amending soil and different things like that. So that was one of the things that really helped me.
1: And then the month-by-month gardening for Ohio is on there. And then the book that she loves, uh, Carrots Love Tomatoes, that's the companion planting.
0: Oh, yeah, companion planting. So those
1: are some really hot resources if you're in the garden. Yeah, and I
0: mean really the big vibes. thing that, that I love about Michael and Liz is the fact that they do like family gardening. That's yeah, like, they it's do like together. a family event. So like if you have a family and you're like want to do some things together as a family, that's great. It's the best. When I when we go out and we work on it, the boys oftentimes are just digging in the dirt. Yep. I actually had the boys coming out and helping me do some stuff with the leaves. Um, Aislin, our daughter likes to go out and like water stuff and help out. So, like, it's just a thing where you can engage your kids and have them helping you out with things and you can grow your own food and you can eat it with your Yeah. Is pretty and the
1: kids sweet. really thrive on that responsibility, I
0: think. Absolutely. You know, it's always good that for a sweet. kid to have some responsibilities. Okay. So, that's like basically a recap of all of the, uh, the episodes. So, looking ahead, what are we looking ahead for, Kim? We're looking ahead to, um, Looking ahead to season two. season two. So season two is right on the horizon, everybody. So really excited that you've stuck with us so far and been waiting patiently for uh, these new episodes that are coming out. And now that we're established, I felt a little bit better about asking people because I had something to point them to and yep. to be like, this is what this is. So we have an amazing lineup of people that have agreed. We have Seriously. already recorded a few uh, I think we're at five now that we, rec- re- we have recorded. Some yeah. of them are actually some like- really good ones. Long, like even longer than what we've had. So we're yep. getting close to like some two hour marks on some of them. So yep. you don't have to listen to them all during one sitting, but obviously. We are doing,
1: you know, some part one, part twos of some,
0: mm-hmm. which we have they're part- like
1: really, really beefy content that you guys will really enjoy for sure.
0: Sure, no matter your walk of life or whatever. Yep. It's gonna be, it's, the way that I'm looking at this is just like, I when I have these people on, usually I don't know basically anything about what they're talking about so to be able to go in and let them come in and just talk about what they know and what they've researched and what they've experienced is um is is just really eye-opening for me and that's like I I was just thinking about it like I mean the more I've learned about the more wonder I think I've experienced in all these different people's stories and yep. all their life the hurdles the trials that they go through and the things that they're passionate about, there's a reason that they're passionate about it and how they sharpen themselves and how they get how they get better. And just that overall journey has just been fantastic. Too. Yeah,
1: which is what I think you're so good at pulling that out of people. You know, so watching you do these these episodes, you know, week in and week out is amazing because I'm watching you pull the, you know, the treasure, the the story as truth out of a person and it, it enriches me. I'm watching it enrich you. It enriches our kids because we're being able to, like, we can teach them the stuff that we're learning. It's, it's really incredible. Maybe
0: move on from potatoes, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
1: always move on from always potatoes. Always from
0: potatoes. Yeah. It's been, it's been a really, uh, it's been, it's, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. We have this new equipment that gives us a lot of new capabilities. So we're going to have our first long distance podcast. Yep. Probably two, maybe more and uh, that's been really fun uh we have brand new guests all lined up with Mm -hmm. brand new topics we have some surprises so as as you've been listening we have had uh these different sound bites that we've been playing and that is because our new system allows me to take little sound bites from stuff that we've recorded and and add it in so we're not using it very much i mean but it's something that we have so we'll see how we can work it in to make the the episodes a little bit a little bit more fun yes and I was like, uh, I was just in my feelings, and that's a little soundbite from uh, a brand new guest we're going to have uh, for you coming soon. That I was so excited, he agreed to come on, and he was talking about that. He, I'd never heard somebody say, "I, I was in my feelings" or stuck in my feelings, but
1: it's one hundred percent relatable. It's Everyone's so relatable. been in that moment where Everybody. you're stuck in your feelings.
0: Everybody's been there. It's I feel so like good. we'll use that
1: one pretty frequently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's like that's like that's some of a our sneak new. Peek
1: surprises one of our episodes you guys will absolutely love
0: yes love, love, love. absolutely and obviously we're hoping to also get uh, some of our guests from the first season see if we can get some yep. repeats back on yep some people are hopefully, um,
1: hopefully coming back
0: so yeah well we're just excited that you guys have been on this journey with us and that you'll continue to be on this journey if you're yeah. brand new and you haven't even heard any of the episodes from season one you can go listen to them and then you can look forward to enjoying our new podcast with this new equipment the, the quality is better yeah, um, and our ability to do this and streamline it and generate content more quickly. Yeah, we also are looking into the possibility of some merch. That's right, aka mer- merch, merchandise. Up. Again, uh, we're not going into debt for any of this. So uh, correct, th- and w- this isn't a moneymaker by any means. So
1: yeah, but we love doing this just, for you guys. This, this is, is just, this is why we're doing it. So we can enrich your lives. We can give you really good content and. Uh, can you share this.
0: And as our lives are enriched by talking with folks so that you can be enriched as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to, uh, more, more content that we're going to be able to release for all of you. And we can't wait for you to join us on a uh, season two on this fun ride that is Lancelot's round table.
1: Right. Any other thoughts? Just Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners for, faithfully listening, for being interested, for wanting to go on this journey with us. We, uh, we just couldn't be more thankful.
0: And obviously if you all want to, you can reach out to us. You can DM us, DM us on Instagram. uh, You can email us on our, uh, there's an email on the website that you can email us. So you can get in contact with us. You can request certain guests, you can request certain contact and we will, we will, um, be as, uh, We'll, we'll meet that as much as we can, I guess. There's another way I was trying to think of saying that, but yeah. it wasn't coming to my mind. We well, you can't, to-
1: yeah, you guys can subscribe to get on our newsletter so you can find out, like, the week that new episodes are coming out, what they'll be. Um, we have some freebies, too, that you can sign up for if you get on our newsletter. So that's a, that's a good place to
0: start. I don't even remember about that. And then definitely go engage and go, go and engage with our guests too. So like if there is yeah. a, a guest that we have on and we talk about, go it follow them. we have them on, if we have a, a link to Instagram, we always try to do that. So go message Liz and ask her how to deal with a certain type of That's right. garden that you're trying to do. DM Darren and ask him something that you need to know about getting started doing your workouts or any of those other guests, um, um, reach out and, you know, we're going to make this kind of just more fun and more exciting and. We're, we're so excited to have you along for the ride. So we'll see you for season two That's right. of Lancelot's Roundtable. Thanks, everybody.